Well, apart from the fascinating content of, of today's Matmonim, um, it's also, it gives you a bit of an, uh, an idea and a guideline as to how to deal with these difficult agadita uh, pieces, difficult pieces of, uh, that, the, the, uh, that the Gemara comes to uh, that are philosophic, that are metaphoric. Uh, how, does one, how does one deal with them? And this will give you a bit of a, an insight into that. Uh, and what we're dealing with here is an idea, and it's important to know, to understand this, it's an idea of the Telzerov, that, that an idea, just as an object, has a long spectrum. Every object in the world, certainly human beings, is like a long spectrum of reality, the end of which is here in this world, the beginning of which is in the, in the higher worlds, and it's all connected. Uh, so, and so every object, a chair, a table, an, an animal, a person, Everything is a long chain, you know, like, like they talk about the chromosome chains, the DNA chains. It's a long chain of, of connected um, aspects until it translates into something physical. It starts off as something very spiritual and it translates into something physical. That's the idea of Ishtal Shilut. And that in Kabbalah, and that applies as well to ideas, says the Telzerov. An idea can be a, a high, very, very lofty, high idea, but you can, you can, translate that idea down through all the levels until it becomes something physical and actionable, something we can relate to. So on the one hand, we're talking about something as lofty as Nevoah, which is the highest form of communication with Hashem, prophecy. And on the other hand, we're looking at an idea such as intuition. And intuition, when it's real, genuine intuition, is like the bottom end of that string of ideas, the start of which is Nevoah. That doesn't mean when you have a strong intuitive feeling that you are an Ovi, you're not an Ovi. And it doesn't mean that when we learn this way, that's the Pshat in the Gemara. The Pshat in the Gemara is what the Gemara says. The Gemara, you've got to be able to translate the Gemara clearly and simply for what it is in order to understand the Gemara. But when it comes to application, to actionable insights from the Gemara, you've got to be able to bring the idea down and be sure it's still the same idea. That's where you've got to be careful. If now you're making up new ideas and you're just fitting them into the words and it's all very, that's what people are doing nowadays. Uh, that's, that's not terror. It doesn't have the origin. The important thing is that the idea you're talking about has its origin in the original idea, which is an idea of Kudusha and Shemaim. And you bring that down to something physical, and you'll see a good example of that as we discuss intuition, which is an incredibly important clea. It's an incredibly important tool that is used in, in business. Data is very important, and, and people make decisions only after they've got a certain amount of data. Some people want an enormous amount of data. Some people want some data. But the real major decisions are often made from intuition. The data is an input, but at the end of the day, there's a, there's a strong intuitive component, and that's with life as well. We're constantly making decisions. I forget how many thousands of decisions we make a day, but there are thousands of decisions we make a day. Some is inputted by data, and some of them are just reactions without thinking, they're mindless, and some of them are intuitive responses. And, and, and what we're talking about here really is, the, is, is this idea of intuition, uh, and the Gemara that we're talking about in Dav Kuf Yud Zayin Amud Aleph is the Gemara that says, it's based on a, on a brysa, Ledovid mizma melamed shosu alav shechinu v'achakachomashiro. When, when a parak of Tehillim starts with the words, Mizmur, Ledovid Mizmur, that means that Hashem, the Shechino, came to David and then he composed the, the, the piece. Mizmur Ledovid, if it says Mizmur Ledovid, Melamed Shomashiro Vachakach Shosolav Shechino. That's the other way around. He, made, he sang the piece of poetry, he sang the song of Mizmur, and then the Shechino came to him. 
So you, the Gemara is dealing with are the Mizmorim of David the expression of the Shechina or the, or the cause of the Shechina? What was it? It says the Gemara depends. And, and, he, and he, give, he lets us know. So it's obviously important for us, the reader, to, to know that. Is this a Mizmor that came from the Shechina or a Mizmor that brought the Shechina? to teach you to teach you that the Shekhinah doesn't come to you when you're depressed or sad or, or laughing and joking and, and light-headed and just talking nonsense. What's important to know is, is this intuition that I'm getting, if it's on the level of intuition, and certainly if it's higher the level of Shechino and, and Nevoah, is this genuine or not? How do you know? You get, you get an idea all of a sudden, is this Hashem or is this the Yetzirah? Is this imagination or is this real? So the Gemara helps us with that. And, and we have that issue in business as well. How do we teach business people to distinguish between instinct and intuition? Instinct is not the same as intuition. Instinct, when they talk about a gut feeling, that's instinct. Instinct is designed to help a, a, a person or an animal detect imminent danger. That's what instinct is for. And sometimes instinct is valuable in business, but it's not intuition. Intuition is a much higher level. Instinct is not linked to, to Nevoah. If you take instinct to its highest form, it doesn't come to Nevoah. Instinct is different. It's a physiological thing which animals have got as well. Intuition is a completely different thing. So it's important for a, not just a business person, for anybody, but in business, it's something that applies every day. How do you know when a gut feel is instinct and when it's not a gut feeling at all? It's actually intuition. Um, says the Gemara, so I'll tell you what isn't intuition or what isn't in, in the realm of Nevoah uh, at all. If you're miserable, if you're sad, if you're worried, if you're angry, all of these things and you have a feeling, that's not intuition. So that means that's an incredibly powerful tool. That means don't make a decision when you're in one of those states, unless you've got, you're making it on data, but don't make an intuitive decision if you're feeling any of those emotions. Shinema, and then we bring a posuk from Melochim Beis, where Elisha says, bring me the musicians and let them play some music. He wanted to give an answer to, to the, the kings of Israel and, and Yehuda that had come to ask him about a an imminent battle, and he says, I, I don't have Ruch HaKodesh, get the musicians. And then, what does this mean? That, that music, an external thing like music, can bring Ruach HaKodesh? What, what does that mean? And also, how does the Gemara learn from here that you see from here that Ruach HaKodesh only comes if you're, uh, if you're happy? But we see there were some Ladovid Mizmors. There were some, there were some where the Shechina came to David first, and then he did the Mizmor. There's no music there. So how did the Shekhinah come? So what's the Gemara really telling us? And there's a matma in this, an unbelievable hidden treasure. Somebody called me from, from South Africa, and found a wonderful person who actually designed the app for me, created the app that, that we use. And he, he called me just to say how unbelievably helpful these matmonim are in business, that he's applying them in his business every single day. And here we have an un unbelievable idea for, for, for business people. What, what is it that, the, says, says the Ralbag, it's, it's known that anger distracts the mind from solitude. For, for Nevoa, you need solitude. You don't necessarily have to be physically solitude, in solitude. The Reishis Chochman Shara Ha'ava talks about the fact that solitude is a state of mind. You can be among people and be in solitude. 
you can be um, on your own and not be in solitude. Your mind's all over the place. If you've got your cell phone on, you're not in solitude. And the possibility of intuition coming to you when your cell phone is connected, even if it's doing nothing, it's just connected, no chance. You can have instinct, you're not going to have intuition. Because you, you don't have solitude. You've got to be able to create solitude in your mind, and you can't do that when you've got cars because of tirdat hamachshavot. This is because of mental distraction. When you're in cars, there's mental distraction. You're thinking about what you're angry about. When you're miserable, you're thinking about what you're miserable about. In all these cases, your mind is somewhere else. And if your mind is somewhere else, there's no way of being able to access intuition. That's why all the work around mindfulness, and there's a lot of nonsense around mindfulness and meditation, but there's a lot of truth as well when it's done authentically. And really, they get this. This is part of what it is, to be able to create mental hitzbodedut so that you can access intuition. And the Rambam says, there's a process to getting into this. You don't just become a Novi or do a Novi. It's, it's, it's a process of, when, when it says mitnabim, they are mitnabei. Mitnabei is, is reflexive. I'm doing something to myself to get into a state of nevuah. That if you want intuition, you've got to get yourself into a state in which you gain intuition. You don't just get it. It doesn't just come to you. And... Um, uh, and what, so, so what is this intuition? And this idea, I want you to see clearly that this idea of intuition is one of the ways Hashem speaks to us. Uh, and, and it's that line of Nevoah, as I said, Nevoah is this long, intuition is this long chain of ideas. At the very top, you've got Nevoah, and, and not necessarily Nevoah's Moshe, which is a different category altogether, but the Nevoah of the Nevi'im. And then it comes down to Ruach HaKodesh, to Shechino, and, and at the end of the day, just to intuition, where David says to, 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 um, to the B'nai Tzruyo, don't get upset about, about Shimi. Shimi is cursing me and I'm in a low place and Shimi is taking advantage and he's cursing me, Shimi ben Geir. Ki Hashem amalo ki aleles David. Hashem told him to curse me. Why is he cursing me? So what does that mean? Shimi ben Geir had nevuah and Hashem appeared to him and said, go and curse David. That's not what David means. In his heart, he had an intuition. Let me go and curse David. He saw David and he wanted to curse him. That desire, that intuitive desire came from Hashem, says David. So there you see this idea that Hashem speaks to us through the, the strong feelings that we have when we're in a certain state of mind. And says the Gemara, not in, not in Kalas Rosh, not in Tzchok, and not in, we've got to be careful as to where we are in order to access that. There's a beautiful chasm sefer. I've quoted it before when we talked about Gilu Eliyahu at the very end of Arachayim in Reish Ches, a long chasm sefer where he goes into all these quasi-spiritual things like Gilu Eliyahu, Eliyahu appearing to people. And he says that when we talk about Ruach HaKodesh, it's not like the Ruach HaKodesh of Moshe Rabbein. We're not talking about Nevoah, but it's still the same idea of Nevoah. The Chazal say, even though the Nevoah was taken from the Nevi'im nowadays, but, but not from the Chachomim. And he says it's not like the Ravid and others explained that they were proper Nevi'im. It's that kind of Nevoah which a Talmud Chochem has when he's fully immersed in Torah and there's nothing else on his mind and he has an insight, he has a Chidush that came to him which is beyond his expertise. But he, but he grasped an idea that's beyond him. That's the nevuah that it's talking about. So you see in the Chesim Sefer also this idea of the string of the concept. Starts very high and comes down to the Talmud who's sitting in the Beis HaMedrash and has an insight. And, and it goes even further to the ordinary person. If he's in the right state of mind and it's L'Shem Mitzvah and we'll see what that means, he also can get that. Can get that. What is this, this Simcha? Says the, um, the Gemara says, Elam simcha shil mitzvah. It's not just about being happy. 
It's about being happy with a mitzvah. And the Rashbam explains here, what does that mean? Again, when the musicians were playing, why is that mitzvah? He's listening to a Mozart symphony. Why is that? What's the mitzvah? Or whatever it was that they were playing. The Torah doesn't tell us what it was, so it's probably not important. It was beautiful music, says the Rashbam, because the intention was to get to Nevoah. So what is Simcha Shal Mitzvah? You're enjoying something, you're feeling something complete in order to access the Rebbeinah Shalom. So the Simcha Shal Mitzvah, the idea of Shal Mitzvah is the purpose of what you're doing it for. I'm doing it for Mitzvah, I'm doing it for fun. Doing it for fun, it's not, you're not going to get intuition of Kedusha. You'll have feelings, you'll have emotions, you'll have instincts, but it's not going to be intuition of Kedusha. But if it's Shal Mitzvah, if one's doing it for the purpose of Mitzvah, then it can be. Explains the Maharal in Masech Shabbos Taf Lamed Amudalef, the, the Maharal explains. That's because when one is in Simcha, Kasher HaAdam Basimcha, as Nafsho Bishlemut. This is not that you need the music to get into Simcha. Like the Ralbag said, the problem was that Elisha was angry with, um, with, with the king. Elisha was really angry with, with Yehoram because he had, was following the teachings of Yeravam. So he's angry. If you're angry, you can't, you can't have Ruach HaKodesh. So he needs the music. So what we see here is, yes, David Amalek could sometimes do it without the music. And Elisha could often do it without the music. But if you're distracted and you find you're thinking and you're angry, you're worried, you're scared, whatever it is, you need the music to move you back to what the Maharal says is your natural state. That's the important thing to understand. The natural state is Simcha. Simcha is not something that's some ecstatic thing that you sometimes accomplish. Simcha is the natural state of Shleimut. When you're whole and you're integral, you have Simcha. That's what the Maharal says. And in that case, what the music does is when you're distracted and you're disintegrated, the music helps you get back into focus and into integration, brings you back to that natural state. But then the Maharal says there are two kinds of, of completeness. this physical and emotional completeness when you're just, it's the simcha. And that's also a form of completeness, but you're not going to access Ruach HaKodesh with that. And then there's the simcha shulmitzvah, where you're feeling fullness and completeness for something higher. And then you're able to access that, that Ruach HaKodesh. And again, with our understanding that intuition is that bottom end of even of Ruach HaKodesh. So in a business sense, one of the things that we teach is for a, how, for a, how a businessman can do this. How you can take the time out before you have to deal with something complex and you can access your intuition. You can get rid of the distractions. And you can do, and you can achieve simcha shel mitzvah. Even an ordinary businessman, even somebody who's not Jewish, that you can that you can achieve simcha shel mitzvah, where at least you can access intuition, and there's a possibility that you, the messages you're getting through your intuition are the right thing, the things that you that that you need to be doing, and how to do that. Uh, so as far as we're concerned, it's something to begin to to practice, to understand, to bring oneself back to simcha. Simcha is not a momentary ecstasy. Simcha is the natural state of, a, of an integrated human being. And if you can elevate that Simcha to Simcha Shil Mitzvah, to doing something, the Shem Shemaim, because it's the right thing to do, then there's the possibility of Ruach HaKodesh on the lowest levels that we can access it. Then there's the possibility of actually in being inspired with an intuitive thought, an intuitive idea that is one of the ways Hashem speaks to us and communicates to us and guides us as to what is the right thing to be doing.